Wes, would you like to pray over the prayer request? Bow with me, please. Father, we do thank you for your love. We are so undeserving, but we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Father, we ask that you be with our prayer list this morning. There's so many on there that need your help, and only you can, can heal them and make them better, heal their families, give them comfort. Father, we ask that you be with today those that speak. We ask that you bless Bill. Bless those who cannot be here this morning. Please bless our community and the other churches. We ask that you bless our country and our leaders. Father, once again, we thank you so much for everything you do for us each and every day. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what. If anybody's tired, you need to hang around these kids down here. You talk about energy. Yes. <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know me, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm a proud member of this church. They asked me to bring a message today. and The story that I told that Braden so kindly what got you know, was the butt of my joke. Anyway, I, I heard that story some 35 years ago. A uh, guy by the name of Jerry Clower. I'm sure some of you have heard of him. Some of you haven't. And it stuck with me for years. I don't know why. Uh, but it comes back to me often, very often. And I actually sat and thinking about that one day, the first question that he asked, are you a Christian? I turned around and asked myself that. Am I a Christian? I gave myself an answer. You bet. Walked away. But, you know, I, I'm never satisfied with one answer. I, how do I know I'm a Christian? Because I believe in Jesus. Is that good enough? You bet. For me, then. But it always sticks with me. Always. Are you a Christian? What makes you a Christian? And so, you know, I was smart one day. I said, well, i got to answer this again. So where do I go? I went to Webster's Dictionary. It says a Christian is, a, is one who professes a belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ. That should be good enough for you. I've never, never have been satisfied with an answer that I've gotten. Um, so I started looking a little deeper, and I actually came up smart enough finally to sit down and read the Bible. Um, something about reading the Bible. I learned you can't read the Bible. Um, <coughs> I'm one of those guys that when I had to read the Bible, I went, okay, here we are. We start. We got the first page. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we got to the last page. You know what I learned? That I could read the Bible. I had to go back and let the Bible read to me. And it will if you'll give it time. You, know, you, you have to go in. You have to see the words and let them speak to you. After a while, it'll come to you. really will. But in First Peter, verse 4, yeah, First Peter 4, verse 14, Putt's working with me here this morning. I'm glad to have somebody like him. He keeps me straightened out. First <laughs> mm. Peter 4, verse 14. There you go. 
If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. Anybody here ever been insulted? Yeah, some of our friends have insulted us. You know, when you're hanging around them and you want to go do something different and, and maybe not have that extra drink with them when they want you to and they get all, well, you're just better than us now because you got a little religion. I've been insulted. If you suffer, this is 15, I'm sorry. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. 16, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. I'll suffer every day of the week if that's what it takes for me to be a good Christian. And I'm trying. And also, you need everybody's help when you're doing this. You, you can't do it on your own. I'll promise you. I've had a lot of help along the ways. It took me a lot of years. The second question in that little story I told that he asked, are you lost? I was lost for a lot of years. But can you put that picture up? I got a picture here I'm kind of proud of. I have to give you a little background. Um, when I was five, my parents divorced, remarried. When I was nine, we was living in Georgia. Uh, my mother and stepfather was having a hard time of it. They sent me to Kansas to live with my dad and stepmother. I lived in Coldwater, lived at Wilmore, lived at Visai. My dad and stepmom started having issues. Sent me back to Oakland, back to New Jersey now to live with my mother. You want a culture shock? <laughs> Go from Oklahoma to New Jersey. Whoa. Had a half-sister there, and I say half-sister so you understand because she's not my half-sister. She's, ha she's my sister. We have no halves. We have no steps in my family. We, we are. We belong to each other. She remembered me moving back to New Jersey, and she's nine years younger than I am. She remembers for the next 17 years that I was around her on a regular basis before I got smart and moved back out here. I was always lost. She found out here a few years ago that she's got some talent and she started painting. And when I go down to visit her, she lives in Houston now, she had this picture. And she says, this is what I thought of you for 17 years. Little Billy, sitting on a fence, lost, confused, could not find his way. I've got this picture in my house, and I to say it's a very personal picture, but she was right. I was lost, confused, couldn't find my way. I moved back to Oklahoma in 84, two marriages, two divorces, not a pretty life. Finally, in 88, met my wife, 89, we got married. We've had the perfect marriage because we have fought, we have argued, we've had our disagreements, we've had our good times. Now, <laughs> our times are better than ever. But I've always was lost, confused, always looking, 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 trying to find. We went to several churches, in and out, hang out for them two or three months, just didn't belong, didn't belong. Always looking, always searching. Three years ago, we started church here. Not because of anybody standing down here. 
not because of Bo, not because of the speakers we had, not because of John Paul. And believe me, I love John Paul. And isn't it great? He was voted best of the best of, of pastors in Woodward. I think that's fantastic. Okay. But we walked in this door. We sit down up over here. We belonged immediately. We felt we belonged. And this church body has helped me grow. Um, that's what I say when you get into the Bible, you can't read the Bible. You, you, you have to go in. You have to look at the words. You have to see the words and let the words talk to you. Like I said, I was lost for a long time, always looking for God. Finally, oh, I'm doing good. I lost my phone. Uh, reading in the Bible, I, I, I found several, several things that made me realize God's here, not just in this building. Wherever you're at, He's there. You move forward, you back up, you step left, you step right. You're bumping into God. And then I realized it, it wasn't so much that I was trying to find God as I was ignoring Him. Up till the time I was 50 years old, I'll promise you, I kept saying, if God would ever talk to me, I will listen. You know, I kept waiting for the heavens to part and big booming voice to come down and say something to me to get my attention. I was wrong. Found out God's been talking to me every day. We just ignore him some days. We can't ignore him. Give you a little quick story. Uh, here a month ago, uh, my father-in-law has balance problems. He's 89 years old, has balance problems, and he falls down. Now, they live in Moreland. My, my in-laws do. My wife, she works in Moreland. I work over here at the other side of Woodward. She calls me. My wife does. She says, hey, Mom just called. Daddy fell, and they had to call the ambulance. I'm headed there. Okay. I, I'll get there as quick as I can, you know. So out the door I go. I'm trying to get on to Oklahoma Avenue. Traffic. You all know how it is through Woodward some days. First thing that happens to me, I do get on Oklahoma. I get to the truck stops there, red light, stop. Now, you know my frustration level is going up, all right, because I need to go. Light turns green. I get to 34th Street. What happens? You bet you. I get stopped again. Now my frustration is really, and I'm fixing to know, I know, I'm fixing to get a ticket as I go through this town because now I'm in a hurry. Light turns green, my wife calls me. Say, Mom and Dad's not home. Where are they at? They're at McDonald's. Where am I at? Turning into McDonald's. God slowed me down. He said, listen to me. You don't need to hurry like this. Just think about it every day. Things that happen to you. It's God talking to you. Telling you. Listen to me. So that's why... I don't have a big message. I, I, I'm not a preacher. All I can tell you is what happened to me. And I've learned, you know, that, yes, I'm a Christian. And I've quit ignoring God. You have to quit ignoring him. The last question that he asked, are you ready for Resurrection Day? I like to think I am. 
I work on it. I just, I think sometimes I, I, I know that when the time comes, just like when I was a kid and the streetlights would come on, you know, and, and one of my parents would walk out on the porch and say, Bill, come home. One of these days, my father in heaven is going to turn a light on and he's going to walk on the porch, I hope, and say, Bill, come home. I want to be ready. Everybody pray with me. Our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this day and, and this, this wonderful, wonderful group of, of people we have here in this church that we, that we make up. I ask that if any of them are struggling, trying to find you, you are not lost. You're right here. You're right there. All, all we have to do is, is remind them to open their, their hearts and open their minds, and, and you will talk to them. And I just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.